You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. And we are live. Thank you for joining us for our 11th, 11th. episode of the Sewing and Growing podcast. This is the highlight of my week. I enjoy recording this podcast. Not just enjoy recording it, I enjoy recording with you. Yeah, thank you, man. I, yeah, I really welcome. look forward to it as well. I always started with a little bit of anxiety, like, how's this going to go? Yeah. And then I'm like, woo, this is fun. And hopefully it's fun for you to hear us as well. Yeah, I'm having fun. And uh, from some of the feedback I've gotten, people are having fun listening to it. And can so I it's been encourage fun. you, write a review and subscribe to the podcast. Don't just go yeah. on every week and find it, see if there's an up one. Subscribe, but please write a review yeah. of the podcast and give us five stars. If you really mean it. Give us what you set in your heart to give us. Yes. And it better be five stars. And if in your heart is one and a half or two stars, maybe consider not giving it to us, just keeping it (laughs) in your heart. That would hurt my feelings. But if you enjoy it to a four star or a five star degree, definitely share that. Nice. (laughs) Well, Casey just shared his workout with me. Sorry. I I have workout buddies. We have Apple Watches and... You share your fitness goals with them. And so my friend Casey just finished a cycling workout on his Peloton. And uh, I'm sending him a text message that says, great job. Actually, it's going to say cycle power. Okay. We we should start. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little bit of sharpening and honing like he talked yeah, about a couple weeks ago. Exactly. So um, this week, I really want to talk about, well, let's talk about the title real quick. The title is called. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ellipses. Drum roll. If you didn't know, the dot, 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 the technical term for the dot, dot, dot is ellipses. I didn't. Now I So there you go. Wait for it, ellipses. (laughs) We're talking about waiting for it. What is it? You'll find out. It depends. It does (laughs) depend. Answer this question. Good things come to those who wait. Yes or no? Absolutely. Depending on how they wait. Ooh, and we'll get into that too. I want to discuss the topic of patience. It is a virtue. Um, Whether you're a Christian or not, you've heard that phrase, patience is a virtue. Um, It's something that we actually are called to do. In the Word of God, um, we are called to be patient. And let me just go over a few reasons why we should be patient, why we want to be patient. Number one, it shows our love for God. Okay, John 14, 15 says this, if you love me, keep my commands. He's telling us to be patient in his work. If we love God, we're going to be patient. Okay? That's true. Easy. It shows our love for God. Number two, God rewards patience. Hebrews 10, 36 says this, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Basically, he's saying you need to have patience because patience is what helps you endure to the end. And when you endure to the end, you receive the promises of God. So we can all raise our hands here. There's only two of us here. We're raising our hands saying, I want patience and I want it now. (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, that's not necessarily patience. Um, So I'm reminded of an old song and it's called The Road of Love. It's by a guy named Peter Gabriel. And it says, the road to love is long and boring. And um, the podcast will not be long and boring. It's going to be short and sweet and edifying, but there are a lot of things that can be long and boring, and patience is one of them. Patience is a process. Ask any Olympic athlete that 
they've had to endure some long and boring workouts, right? Someone with their PhD has taken some very long and boring classes. Any successful CEO, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, hate them or love them, they've probably sat through some very long business meetings. I'll give you a personal example. The process of getting my wife here legally, because she is a foreigner, she's from up north, she's Canadian, eh? I had to get her here and the process was not only expensive, it was very long and it was very boring, but I endured. Why did I endure? Because the payoff was worth the pain. That's so good. And that kind of speaks to our last podcast about manlyhood. Yes. Playing the man. Passion means suffering. A lot of times the act of patience is very, it's, it's very suffering. It's very painful. You had mentioned endurance, and I just was like, I want to look up the definition of endurance, and I have it here. I had it here. I almost have it here. Thank you, iPhone. You got it. It is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way, or the capacity of something to last or to withstand wear and tear. Mm -hmm. It's the process of passion. It's the process of passion, the process of suffering. That just really? sounds good. The process of passion. Yeah. Mm, dang. And when you were talking about uh, Olympic athletes, PhDs, and uh, CEOs, I was thinking of Malcolm Gladwell and his yeah. book, The Outliers, Outliers, and his statistics on people who were really professionals, the amount of time. Do you remember the amount of time? 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours to be a pro at something. Yeah. Woo. Woo. That it takes some endurance, that takes some suffering, right? But the whole reason I went through the suffering and the pain of getting my wife here is because I loved her. I was passionate about it, so I was willing to suffer. Listen, patience not only is a virtue, but it's required, that, and it's going to require some pain, but listen, is the payoff worth the pain? You got to decide. You got to have a goal. And guess what? The Word of God is full of promises that are available to you but the payment for the promise is patience. Ooh, the payment for the process wow. is patience. I like that. Yep. And let the payoff be worth the pain. So my love for my wife motivated me to be patient with the process. I tried to be as steadfast as I could. I endured as long as I could, but we got her here. Now she's here. I just want to say I walked through this process with Jonathan, not helping him, but watching him. And many days he spent at the computer and at the printing machine, printing out different yeah. documents and going through that whole legal <laughs> process after work, spending tons of times at the copier, printing out the right documents, getting a hold of the mm. government, making meetings, knowing, sending and resending. He really was, did put in the work was, for this. It was uh, strenuous to say the least, but we did it and we did it without a lawyer and we saved a lot of money so it was awesome um that's a testament of god's grace and wisdom um listen so honestly if you truly love someone you will be patient with that person or you'll be patient 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 come Patience on with prayer oh you'll be patient with the process to get to them you will let patience have its perfect work right? That's a scripture for you right there. Patience needs to have its perfect work. It needs to develop in you. It's a command that we need to operate in. It's got to have its perfect worth. 
Sorry, I'm I'm getting a little tongue tied. But these tongue tied things are giving us more revelation. Don't worry, I'm patient with you. <laughs> Thanks. So the fruit of the spirit can really be defined through love. First Corinthians 13 displayed all of those qualities through just one thing, love. And guess what? Love is patient. It's patient, right? So if you love someone, you're going to be patient with them. Some of us need to take this and apply it to our relationship with God. Really? God, if I love you, I will be patient. I will trust the process. There's a lot of things that we're believing for, we're praying for, we're working towards, and we get anxious. We get a little impatient with the time frame. But we got to get to that point where we say, God, I trust you. I trust the process. Not everything needs to happen right now, but it needs to happen in your perfect timing. God, I trust you. What does Hebrews six? Uh, uh, what does Hebrews chapter six say? It says, "By faith and what patience. patience." That's how you inherit the promise: faith and patience. So, God, I'm willing to wait. I just want to say this. Uh, Going back to what we were talking about, suffering, another word for patience with people that is found a lot in the King James translation, where some of the Mm -hmm. newer translations have taken this word away and just supplemented it with the word patience, but they're actually a different meaning. It's long suffering. So patience in its Strong's Concordance and tightest to its actual meaning in the Greek and the Hebrew goes back to patience with circumstances. Mm -hmm. But when we're patient with people, the way that's translated in the King James is long suffering. Yeah. And people are worth the payoff of the development of that, but it's gonna it's gonna take some suffering. It's gonna take some suffering. Yep. Long suffering. And love is long suffering. Here's an interesting statistic that I read. So there's a, a YouTube study that states that the likelihood of someone clicking on another video after the one that they're already on buffers for just two seconds. Two seconds of wait time increases 50%. Their likelihood of switching videos. Wow. Right? If it buffers for five seconds, it increases to 75%, which means it's pretty much guaranteed they're moving on. And then if it buffers for 10 seconds, it jumps to 98%. That means only 2% of people were patient enough to wait for the video to load. You're going to have to cuff me. I fit into this category. I totally do. I hate wait times. I hate wait times. Listen, it might just be because I'm part of the millennial generation. You know what we're called? And even Gen Z, you don't want to know what our nickname is? Tell me. The microwave generation. We like it instant. I want my food cooked rapidly with non-ionizing radiation. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. Microwave it, folks. (laughs) Here's the truth about this video, the sad reality. Every single one of them, they all desired to watch the same video. But most of them let the inconvenience snuff out the desire. I'm, I'm trying to get extract profound truth from a simple YouTube study. Every single person who watched that video, they all had the desire there. But only a few of them suffered. And this isn't suffering. We're just waiting for 10 seconds here, folks, for a video of a cat, probably. Right? But they let the inconvenience snuff out the desire. Crazy. Most of us are sincere when we say that we love God and we love other people, but how many times do we let the inconvenience factor snuff out the sincere desire that we started with? Come on. I tithed for a few days, but we're going broke. I forgave a few times, but I keep getting hurt. Uh, I prayed for healing a few times, but I didn't see myself getting better, right? We're kind of having this narrative backwards. Um, 
reminded of a scripture, James chapter one, and uh, I'll read it here for you. Two uh, verses two through four, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance, patience, long suffering has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You want to be perfect and complete? Lacking nothing? Learn to have some patience. The pathway is patience. The pathway is patience. When our faith is tested, it's an opportunity for us to grow in endurance. But most of us say that this is too hard and we walk away. We, We haven't let patience have its perfect work. It's just the truth. It is true. Right? Don't let inconvenience snuff out the desire for what you're believing for. It's so true, and I'm guilty of it in my own life. There's things that you believe for, but if it doesn't happen in your time frame, you stop believing, and you let the inconvenience rob your desire. It's counterculture. Like I said, we're in an instant generation, microwaves, fast food, Amazon Prime, fast internet, right? Don't let the need for convenience rob you of your promise, because that's the truth. Promise, the promises of God are going to take time. They are not instant. It's true. So. Don't let the need for convenience rob you of your promise. That's so good. I'm uh, thinking about maybe how did we get to the spot of being so obsessed with convenience? And I think it goes back to um, what we're willing to suffer with and what we're able to e- express self-control because it takes a lot of self-control to stay with something for the long haul. Yeah. And I think the little things, like how we respond to YouTube videos... <laughs> are completely connected to our patience in the long run of everything. So Jack Hayford, if uh, I believe even helped make the Bible that we really like the spirit filled life Bible. Okay. Uh, I heard a minister talk about this, how so often we'll talk about prayer and fasting times and we go into a certain season where we're patient and we, withstand food and that's our prayer Mm -hmm. and fasting time but he brought about an understanding of living a fasted life Mm -hmm. that our lifestyle should be fasted and what he did was he just said i don't eat chocolate and and they're like why don't you eat chocolate he's like i like chocolate there's nothing wrong with chocolate i just want to get good at telling myself no Mm. and giving practicing that patience of i don't need to have that right now so it comes into play later on with bigger things in life i'm not sure if it's connected but You know, when I was young, I used to be deathly afraid of like being overweight. And so I would purposely not eat the last bite of my food at every meal when I was younger. I mean, I have a dad bod now, so I don't know how well that paid off, but I am relatively in shape. Um, But yeah, robbing yourselves or denying yourselves those desires Mm -hmm. to develop is crucial. Yeah. Develop patience. Developing some patience, man. So, um, let's let's reference some more scripture here. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, Hebrews six um, says this uh, thirteen and fifteen. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater, no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in His own name, saying, "I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply your descendants beyond number." Then Abraham waited patiently. And he received what God had promised. So, um, another scripture. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, I know. Here's another one. Romans 5, uh, 1 through 4. 
therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access to faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. So let's focus on the perseverance part now. Um, it's producing character. We know that this word is still the Greek word for patience. So I want to give you a real life example um, just from my own life about persevering and enduring um, and really letting it produce some character in my own life. So I'll tell you the story about how I asked uh, my now father-in-law how to, how to, didn't ask him how to, I asked him to marry oh my gosh i asked him if i could marry his daughter again no worries i'm patient with you brother <laughs> so um we had been dating long distance for a while um i had only met him a handful of times because again they're in canada so i actually ended up having to ask him over the phone i would have loved to fly out there but i didn't have the funds the resources the time to really do that so i settled for a phone call maybe that was the the point where i screwed up maybe i should have met him face to face um, but anyways, I asked him over a phone call. I had a very nice, elaborate speech for him. I talked about how our destinies were intertwined and how God was calling us together and how I loved her dearly. and I was going to provide for her, uh, you know, 10 minute just monologue basically over the phone, just me just trying to convince him. And long story short, he said no. Uh, he basically said, you're young, you're foolish. You guys don't know what you want. She's Canadian. You're American. I don't see it working out, uh, really. And I don't even know who you are. And he ended up saying this. Why am I going to give my wife? <laughs> he's not giving my <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm with him. Why would he give you? Yeah, he's not giving me his wife. <laughs> he said, why would I give my daughter away to someone I don't even know if they can work? Said, wow. Because, oh. you know, I was working at the church. But to him, he's like, that's not necessarily work. You need to put your hand to the plow and huh. figure it out. He said, why don't you come up here and work for me? And we'll then we'll, we'll, then we'll decide. I was like, wow, oh, man. my goodness. So he said no. And I was kind of heartbroken. Um, <laughs> God reminded me, though, of what he told me. Um, God gave me a word about Brittany, December 31st, 2014. He says, you're, you'll marry her, but you'll have to wait. And uh, I thought that really just meant like a lot of the legal processes, just the visa. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to wait. Um, but really, uh, it was much more. And I had to wait because my character was not at a place that I could actually even be in that spot of maturity to enter into marriage yet. I'm still growing. I'm not super mature, but I have grown since that point. And this is when God really reminded me of a very, very important principle. Um, because, well, let me backtrack a little bit. I actually went up to Canada and God told me this. He said, don't you ever ask him again to marry her. I was like, um, then I guess I am not marrying her then because it seemed pretty clear to me. So I went up there. I'm, I'm staying in this guy's house, the guy who said, you cannot marry my daughter. I'm breaking bread with this guy. And I have been told by God, do not ask him ever again. That was a hard pill to swallow. I wanted to ask every moment I could. That's but, a lot uh, of patience, man. It was over the next seven months that I learned this really important principle. And it's something that I've actually, that you've said, and it's stuck with me forever. You said it and I'm like, Instagram worthy, but I had a real opportunity to apply this in my own mm, life. Wow. Why don't you go ahead and tell them what it is? 
Patience is not simply waiting, it's developing. You told me that a while ago. I thought it was so good, but this is where I really had to apply it. Patience is not waiting, it's develop me. Develop me. (laughs) Develop me, oh God. Patience. Patience and develop me. (laughs) Wow. Um, So uh, you can sit around and wait for something all day and you will never get that thing because you aren't ready uh, spiritually, emotionally, maturity-wise. You're not ready for that thing. And there's a lot of things that God, I hate to say it, but is withholding or or, or delaying. It's delayed because you're not there character-wise. Um, and there's a, there's a phrase that we love to quote from Pastor Mark, our very own pastor. He says, God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So he has great things. He's got those promises prepared for you, but you will never, ever, ever walk into those promises until you develop character-wise, until you get prepared to occupy that space. So you've been prepared in patience. In patience for that thing. So examine your life. If there's those things that you haven't walked in in a long time, or you you there's a promise that you haven't seen, you've been waiting a, a long time. A hope that you've had that you're losing hope on? Yeah. Are you just waiting for God to get you into that process? Are you twiddling your thumbs? Or are you actively developing? So that's what true patience is. It's developing. So I went up there. I worked for him. Um, and he. it was very crucial for him to know that that I could work. And I'm, I'm not the best worker, but I tried my best. And uh, one uh, specific day, he says, hey, jump in this huge loader, massive loader. I don't even know how to run this thing. He's like, here, you press this button, boop, 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 follow me around. And I'm going to, we got to remove a bunch of rocks from this property. So I'm following him around in this loader and he has a bucket on the front of his skidster and it's got these tines on it uh, that let the dirt pass through and the rocks stay. And so he's shoveling up big scoopfuls of dirt. The dirt falls off, the rocks are left and he puts the rocks in my bucket. He says, go dump it in the big pile out in the field. So I did that all day with him. He scoops the rocks, he puts them in my bucket. And it hit me like a light bulb. It was an aha moment. And God said, this is the development that's taking place in your heart right now. This is what's taking place. You've got rocks in your heart that we need to take out. Otherwise, this marriage ain't gonna work. That's so good. I'm like, oh. So I'm sitting in the loader crying and trying not to wreck the loader at the same time because it's really expensive. But he's, God's, like downloading revelation in me. I'm crying, loading these, you know, unloading these rocks in this pile. And I realized I had some things in my heart. I had some things character wise that were not going to be sufficient to sustain a marriage. And I'm still working. I am not perfect by any means, but I at least got to myself to a place where I could step in to the promise, that specific promise that he promised me in 2014. Um, I had to get there character-wise. So we worked on the rocks in my heart. We worked on my character. We worked on my patience. And I had to do that for seven months. And then remember when I said, hey, when God told me, you're not going to ask him ever again. Well, I never did. And she was going to come out and visit. And Dean called me on his own terms. I remember. Go for you it. You remember. Yeah. It was actually at work, but he texted uh-huh. me. He said, hey, do you, if you have a minute to talk, I just need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, I thought I was in trouble. I got went on my break. I called him and he said, you have our blessing. Me and Teresa have been thinking about it. We've been praying about it. We want to give you our blessing. That was so awesome because I was able to receive God's promise in God's way and in God's timing. So a lot of times we try and manipulate things. We try and speed up the process and it's never going to work. You might obtain a form of the promise. You might 
obtain your version of the promise, but if you obtain it your way, there's going to be some sorrow added to it. Because I had a tendency to manipulate relationships in the past. I, I would try and make it be what I wanted it to be. And God said, listen, you're going to marry this girl, but you got to be hands off right now. You got to just develop and work on yourself and let me work on her parents' hearts. And that's what happened. And it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I can't remember what scripture is it, but but it says the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. The blessing it. of the Lord makes one yeah. rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And so that's the thing. When you do things God's way, there's no sorrow added to it. Because mm-hmm. when we try and obtain things through our own might, our own strength, our own it's manipulation, good. there's some sorrow added to it. There's some guilt. There's sometimes there's some shame. But when you trust him with the process and you're patient and you work on your development, you'll receive his promise, his way, and his timing. And there's no sorrow. Praise God. Patience is not simply waiting, it's developing. Amen? Amen. Uh, Sorry, I, just, I talked a lot right there. No, well, it gave me time to think of, because I was, man, from December of 14, before that, to being in your wedding, I was watching you the whole process, and I was just thinking as you were talking about patience, why is patience the payment for the promise? And why, why does God require that as a payment? And you'd mentioned where in the New Testament says that uh, let patience have its perfect work so that you might be entire and complete, lacking nothing. And there's something in that equipping process. And I was thinking of how you were really so equipped in even just the specific legal part and not just the legal part, the part with Dean or your father-in-law. But what that does is it didn't only equip you, especially I'm thinking of the legal part, because once you did that and you went through all the steps and not having a lawyer and having to do it for yourself, you took that information and you taught others that had the same question, the same battle, what you went through. And if you didn't go through that process, those steps along the process wouldn't be ingrained into you to Mm -hmm. a degree that you could share them with anyone else. But they became so intimate with you because you had to battle and you had to deal with it on a day-in, day-out basis that you can communicate not just your knowledge but your experience to Mm. someone else. And if we don't go through things patiently, those steps in the process don't become part of who we are to a degree that we can minister to them to someone else. Mm. Sure, maybe we can share somebody else's story, but when we go through things all the way completely in patience, they become part of us, yeah. and we minister to people mm. out of that experience. You and like just, my hype, man, dude. Thanks. I put our patience paves the path mm. to the promise of another person. Say it again. Our patience paves the path to the promise for another Amen. person. Yeah, because you not just sharing what you know, but your experience. And here's the thing, again, when it comes to patience, if you're just simply waiting or you're developing, when you wait, you usually the attitude in which you wait is is very either uh, uh, detrimental or what's the opposite beneficial. of beneficial? Yeah, beneficial to the experience. And so I think like if I had a bad attitude and I didn't choose to develop and wait, I would have like I wouldn't be able to recall and and have a recollection of those things that I learned. I would have just remembered a time where I was pissed off. <laughs> yes, exactly. But we, the attitude in which you wait is so important and so crucial because it's teaching you and you're going to remember those experiences because again, your life is really not your own. You, I mean, there's things that God's promising you for you, but that whole process and that experience helps others. If you take the time to wait and be patient and let those things teach you what you're saying, it's paving the path 
whoops, for someone else's promise. Good. Awesome. So good. That's it. Be patient and wait for it. Ellipses. <laughs> um, that's all we got. Um, hopefully you got something out of it. Be patient. Yeah. Man. Uh, Wisdom of the day for you? Um, again, what, what you told me a long time ago and what I had to apply. Patience is not simply waiting, but it's developing. Awesome. What about you? Uh, it really is for me today. Patience is the payment for the promise. And the reason being is that it equips us along the way, not just for ourselves, but for others. And that our patience paves the path to the promise for another person. Amen. Awesome. We're all working to be patient and awesome. to be long suffering, not just with the promise, but with other people too. That's true. And that's all that we have. And if you don't want to wait till next week for another <laughs> podcast, come see us at church. Yeah. New Creation Church, 8.30, 10.30, and 6 o'clock in the evening yeah. if you're local. If not, watch us on the internet and yeah. go get plugged into a church near you. Amen. And with that, I'm going to pray us out. Can I pray us out? Absolutely. All right. Father God, thank you so much that you're in it for the long haul with us. Father God, that you are extremely patient with us. And you can teach us and equip us with everything we need, but the way you're going to do it is through a patient, lifelong work. Father God, thank you for the example that was spoken of today that you brought forth in Pastor Jonathan's life and help us go patiently through the rest of our lives so we become equipped so that we can pave the path for another person's promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We look forward to uh, another episode next week. Hopefully you join us on the Sewing and Growing Podcast.